story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello everybody, it's Mama G here And thank you so much for joining me for another story time with Mama G I have a brand new story for you this week. But before I tell it, may I remind you that you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for at Mama G Stories. And uh, you can like me, subscribe, follow, uh, whatever you do on those things. And please share them with your friends so everybody can join in the joy and the wonder of stories about being who you are and loving who you want. Now, to the story. Uh, October here in the UK is Black History Month. And I believe uh, Black History Month in the US is in February. Can anybody in America... Tell me whether I am right or wrong. Um, but here in the UK, it is currently Black History Month, which is a very important month where we can celebrate um, all the amazing uh, historical black people that have inspired us and helped make the world what it is right now. And also we can uh, enjoy and involve ourselves in uh, black culture all around the world and find out all about it. Of course, we should be doing that all year round. But uh, October is the month in the UK when that is the focus in schools and public buildings and libraries and stuff like that. So I thought I would try and tell some stories about interesting, exciting and iconic black historical figures here in the UK. And I am going to start with somebody who I actually only found out about a few years ago because not many people talked about her for a while and then there was a bit of a campaign to bring her to everyone's attention again. Um, and my mum, you'll see, she's a nurse. So uh, we have a particular interest in our family in nursing and this person who I'm going to tell you the story of was also a nurse. Now I'll give you a few seconds to see if you can guess who I'm about to tell you all about. If you've seen the title of this podcast, then you probably will be able to guess. But just in case you haven't, here's the um, countdown counter, but in my own way, so we don't get any copyright claims. How was that? That's right. This week's story is about Mary Seacole. Did anybody get that right? Oh, good. A few of you did. How marvellous. Well... Uh, this story, yes, is about Mary Seacole, and it is called The Wonderful Adventures of Mrs. Seacole in Many Lands. Mary Seacole put down her fountain pen, leaned back in her chair, and looked at the hundreds of pages full of her handwriting. She had just finished writing the story of her life. She only had one thing left to do, 
tell her publisher what the book should be called. But she had no ideas. So she picked up the first page and started to scour her story for suggestions. In a nutshell, this is what she discovered about herself. Mary was born in 1805 in Kingston, Jamaica, to Mr and Mrs Grant. Mr Grant was white and a lieutenant in the British Army, while Mrs Grant was black and a free woman from Jamaica. Now, you might be thinking, all women are free, and you're right. They are now, but they weren't in 1805 in Jamaica. Other black people in Jamaica would have been working as slaves. It was quite common for slaves to become poorly because of the work and the conditions they lived in. And one slave owner decided that Mrs Grant was the perfect person to look after his ill slaves. Mrs Grant became well known for being a good doctress. You've probably worked this out, but doctress is an old-fashioned way of saying lady doctor. Now, of course, we'd just say doctor. In fact, Mrs Grant became so well known for being a good doctress and looking after slaves that soon she was asked to look after poorly soldiers and sailors too, from all over the world. She was happy to do this, and she did it in her very own hospital called Blundell Hall. When she was little, Mary used to go to Blundell Hall with her mum. While she was there, she'd help her mum do all sorts of doctressy things, and she learnt what it takes to help people recover from horrible diseases like cholera, and yellow fever. And she also learnt what it takes to help people who aren't going to recover. Mary learnt how to care for people and how to be compassionate for people, no matter who they were or why they were there. And this would be very important for the most famous part of her story. When Mary was old enough, she became a doctress too, just like her mum. Mary became a very popular doctress in Jamaica, and she became well known for using natural remedies that were part of her culture, and mixing them with techniques that she learnt from doctors who visited from other countries, like Britain. In 1836, Mary caught the attention of a man called Edward Horatio Hamilton Seacole. It's important that I tell you that, otherwise you'll be wondering why she was called Mary Seacole and not Mary Grant. But I'm not going to dwell on it, because in the book she wrote about her life, Mary only lets Edward take up a nine-sentence paragraph. So, he really doesn't need to take up too much more time here. After she was married, Mary travelled to places like Cuba and the Bahamas to see what she could learn from the doctors that she met there. While she was travelling, slavery was abolished, and it made Mary very happy. It hadn't been easy for her to see black people being owned by white people, and she supported many freed slaves in their dreams of getting important jobs like she had. But she was still to do the most important job of her life. In 1853, a war started called the Crimean War. Mary was used to caring for soldiers and felt that she could go to where the war was happening and look after them there. At this time, Jamaica was run by the British, so Mary travelled to Britain to try and join the war effort as a nurse. 
Mary applied four times to go to the Crimean, but each time was told that she wouldn't be needed. Mary was very upset, because she had all the same skills that the British nurses had, and in Jamaica she was a very well-respected doctress. There was only one difference between her and the nurses from Britain, the colour of her skin. And this made Mary determined to prove that a nurse with a white father and a black mother was just as good as the nurses with two white parents. So Mary decided to make her own way to the war. She got a lot of supplies together and in 1855 travelled to where the war was happening. On her journey, she picked up lots of wood and metal that she found abandoned. She used this to build the British Hotel, which was a place where injured soldiers could get better and rest. One of the most important things that Mary did was make sure that people who visited her hotel were eating properly. The work that she had done with her mother using herbs and natural remedies meant that Mary understood how nature is an important way of helping our bodies. Mary even started to run the hotel as a shop, and people knew that they could get almost anything they needed from her. She even sold an anchor to the Navy once. Mary became a popular figure during the war, because she was well known for caring for the soldiers' welfare at a time when most people didn't. She cared so much that sometimes she wouldn't wait for soldiers to come to the hotel. Instead, she would go to the army camps and make sure that the soldiers had everything they needed. Mary Seacole was brave for many reasons, but it doesn't get much braver than going into the middle of a war to check that people are all right, does it? The war didn't last for very long, and the British were on the winning team. So, in 1856, Mary went to live in London. When she arrived, she wasn't well at all, and she had no money, because she'd spent it all on making sure that the soldiers were looked after. Mary's work was so well respected, though, that people in London were horrified to see the condition she was in. So, they raised money to make sure that she could have somewhere to live and become healthy again. And they raised enough that she lived for many years after, and became friends with the royal family, and wrote a book all about her life. Mary put the pages down. She sighed. She had led an incredible life, and done many incredible things. Things that many people like her could only dream of. And she knew exactly what to call her story. The Wonderful Adventures of Mrs Seacole in Many Lands. Available in all good bookshops. I hope you enjoyed that story. Really do go and look her up because I didn't have enough time to cover nearly as many of the wonderful things that she did in her life that I really would have liked 
to have covered. So please do go and look her up. There's a wonderful Wikipedia page all about it. And there are lots and lots and lots of books for young readers all about her because she is an incredibly important woman. Now, there was another nurse that was working at the same time as Mary Seacole and, in fact, was in the Crimea before Mary got there. And this nurse is considerably more famous, which is why I think uh, we didn't know so much about Mary Seacole. Do you know the name of the nurse, my darlings? Oh, aren't you? God, yes. Uh, the nurse is called Florence Nightingale, or by her nickname, the Lady of the Lamp. Now, apparently, Florence Nightingale and Mary Seacole didn't actually meet that often, although they did communicate because Florence Nightingale was one of the people that Mary applied to to go out to the Crimea with, and she actually turned Mary down. Um, and you will see online, if you have a look, that there are conflicting accounts of Florence's attitude towards Mary Seacole, but I hope from the very, very bottom of my heart, and it's a very big heart, you see, so that's a lot of hope. I hope that Florence Nightingale was a caring and empathetic person. I assume she was because she was a nurse, so I hope that she extended that to Mary Seacole. But however their relationship was, the very good thing about it now is that Mary Seacole is getting the respect from us that she got in her lifetime from her contemporaries. And now, shall we have a book of the week? Dare you. This is a very exciting book of the week because I have been anticipating it since March, I think. Um, in March or in April, whenever lockdown started, I think it might have been April, you know, uh, you might remember that on this very podcast, I interviewed the author of my book of the week. Uh, she is called Jessica Love. Now, you might recognise her name because she wrote one of my favourite books ever, 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 which is called Julian is a Mermaid. And it's all about a lovely boy called Julian who realises that he wants to be a mermaid. Well, in the interview that I had with Jessica, she told me that she was writing a sequel and it was about Julian going to a wedding. And she even showed me some of her illustrations, which was a great big thrill. But I am very excited that this morning there arrived on my doorstep from those gorgeous people at Walker Books, there arrived a copy of the sequel to Julian is a Mermaid. It is called Julian at the Wedding and it is by Jessica Love. Now, if you've read Julian is a Mermaid or heard me read it, you will have know that the illustrations are absolutely gorgeous. And from the very first look, at Julian at the wedding, just from looking at the cover, I can see that the illustrations are going to be equally as marvellous. And all the familiar characters are there. We have Julian, who looks a little bit like Janelle Monet. Now go and look up Janelle Monet. She's a singer, 
and she dresses very androgynously and she's a big icon in the LGBTQ community and I, I feel like this is quite deliberate by Jessica Love. Uh, I absolutely love Julian's outfit. It's a lilac short suit. It was, was wonderful. And we've got the grannies. We've got Julian's granny who's, oh, her hair is immaculate. Uh, we've got a new lady, uh, young character called Marisol who is Julian's good friend. So we meet Marisol's granny, who looks absolutely delightful. I actually think she might be my favourite, but don't tell Julian's granny that. And then we meet uh, the brides, who are getting married. And very importantly, we meet their dog, Gloria. And Gloria leads Julian and Marisol into a little bit of an adventure that involves them becoming fairies and uh, they think they might get into trouble for the reason they have to become fairies but Marisol's granny and Julian's granny think it's wonderful that they've been able to use their imagination and they're very proud to see their grandchildren playing together um, and I don't know how Jessica does it but even as I'm describing the story a little tear is coming into my eye um, the, the the book is just marvellous. I, I really, really, really think you should get yourselves a copy. The, the illustrations are really vivid and beautiful. There's a lot of energy to them. Everybody looks incredible. There's, there's people of all shades in the book, people of all shapes and sizes. And it's so heartwarming to see a book about two young people who are growing up around adults that are so comfortable and confident with who they are. The grandmothers are gorgeous. You can see the wisdom in their eyes. The two brides are absolutely beautiful. They look so happy and they're so gorgeous. And Gloria, the dog, I just love her. Oh, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. And it's a perfect um, companion to Julian is a Mermaid. So Julian at the Wedding came out this week. It was published this week. I think it was published yesterday on October the 1st. I think Thursdays might be a day that books get published. Isn't that magical? I wonder why Thursdays. Probably because it's about the weekend and we all need something to do. Um, so do go and get yourselves a copy. If you look in the description of this podcast, I will point you to a reputable source to buy your books. And also you can find Jessica Love on Facebook and Instagram for sure. I'm not sure about Twitter. Uh, I think you just need to search for at Jess Love Draws. Uh, so do and go and follow her because she well, just draws wonderful things and she's a lovely, beautiful person. Uh, and also a big thank you to Walker Books for sending me this copy of Julian at the Wedding. <laughs> So, my darlings, here we are at the end of another story time with Mama G. I hope you enjoyed finding out all about the wonderful Mary Seacole, and I hope you are able to go and get yourselves a copy of Julian at the Wedding Post Haste. Um, now, before I go, let me tell you that there are some opportunities coming up to see me live and in person. Yes, there are. Um, on October the 30th, 
I will be at the Stanley Halls in South East London. That's South Norwood in South East London at 5 p.m. with Mama G's Storytime Spooktacular. And I will be telling some spooky stories. Very excited. And then the next day, I will be at the Tram Shed in Woolwich telling the same stories. Being spooky there. But I'm not sure at what times I shall be being spooky at the moment. And don't forget that you can come to uh, see me in pantomime at the Woodville in Gravesend. Uh, just head to woodville.co.uk to buy your tickets. It's all going to be socially distanced and COVID secure. I will be there from the 11th of December to the 3rd of January playing Dame Dolly Dumpling in uh, Rapunzel. It's going to be marvellous. And also, uh, this is uh, live, but it shall not be in person, on the 25th of October. I shall be doing a Facebook Live at um, 5 o'clock, let's say. We'll have a look at my Facebook page for confirmation, uh, where I shall be reading Julian at the wedding and giving you a sneak peek into one of my scary, spooky stories. And the great thing is, the next day, it's half term. Wonderful. And don't forget, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for at Mamaji Stories. And please leave reviews wherever you can and share this podcast with your friends and your family, even your enemies. If you think people will enjoy it or you think people will hate it, please share it with them. Thank you so much, my darlings. I'll see you all next week. Bye. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G.